Steven, 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 you're really sick. You sound like you've just been sucking on a bottle of snot for, for a week and a half, and you got back from vacation, and um, I'm a little worried that maybe you picked up some of the uh, the crud and uh, the real popular crud that was going around for about a year. You don't you don't have the vid, do you? Please tell me no. No, I actually, even though I'm a vaccinated boy, I still went... And I still did my due diligence. <laughs> diligence? Still did my. <laughs> <You're> what? <laughs> my <laughs> my due diligence, and uh, I did get a, a test, and it came up negative. So I think what really happened is I haven't been around other people or crowds in any capacity for almost two years, and so my immune mm. system had gotten lazy, and at the first opportunity to catch something, it 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 dove. It dove right in. Your immune system was just so ronery, and it just <laughs> it needed it needed the hug and cuddle of a virus uh, inside of it. And uh, maybe you got a little something. What do you got there? Maybe a little cold. It's it's been a nice progression. Of, it's like a greatest hits album of all the cold and flu symptoms. We started with some sore throat. That was the first tip off, and then that turned into some some runny nose into some body mm. aches into some stuffy nose into the like weird half werewolf version of myself that you hear right now oh, uh, i like that version though it's I nasally mean, and warm yeah nice and low oh yeah dude welcome Man, read to me a polykill after oh, baby dark. read me a book Read me a book, please. Read me a children's book, though, because I wanted this to be short. But yes, Steve, I'm so sorry that you're sick. I'm very happy that uh, it's just a run-of-the-mill illness that you'll get over very soon. And I do want to ask, though, how was your trip? You went out to the Northwest. You saw some tall trees, I'm sure. You met Metal Jesus. You ran into Bill Gates. You had a good time? <laughs> no, not at all. I stayed in oh. Minnesota. I did not go out of state. I thought you did. No, th th is that, that later trip in is in August. Ah, shit. You're confusing my two vacations. No, I just went to a, what was more of a resort than I thought it was going to be. It was pitched to me as, hey, we're all going to go to a cabin. And I was like, okay, I'll go to a cabin. I'll, I'll sit out on a porch in some woods and read a book. But it was, it was a cabin and it was lakeside, but mm -hmm. there was also like a huge like pool with water slides and stuff not half a block away from me and mini golf and go-karts and stuff so it was it was more of a a to-do than i was expecting not a robinson caruso affair like you were expecting you thought maybe you would on this trip end up coming home with a giant beard and more flannel you'd be wielding an axe you'd have busted wood all week <laughs> fought yeah. a bear maybe yeah but no you're you're doing a water slide there reading uh or playing your switch probably you know, I, uh, to tell you, to give you an idea of what type of trip I thought I was going to have, I packed two books, two books. Wow. That, you thought you were going to get through one book. I thought it That's was going to be a, a two booker weekend. Okay. And I barely cracked the cover on one. Cause it was like, well, now we're going to go to the cotton candy making festival. Is that a real thing that you went no, to? No, I got myself excited oh. for the idea. I'm sad I didn't have it now. <laughs> well, speaking of getting excited for the idea. People probably think this is going to be a pretty fun podcast, so we have to make it so. So, everybody, welcome to the Polykill Podcast. I'm Travis. I'm joined by Six Steve. And on this show, we basically run through the games that we're playing, the games that we're beating, all that stuff. We basically try to attack our backlogs because we're too, I don't know, are we middle-aged? I feel like, so I'm 33, and I feel like I'm the last age where you can try to tell yourself that you're not. 
Like mm. 33 is the last age where you can like twist the pretzel logic in your head and be like, I'm young. I'm young guy. I'm, I'm still young. I'm 20. I'm in the like what? 24 to 35 age range still. I, that's the survey box. You still I click check. that box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, though, that pretzel, that pretzel doesn't stop bending, man, because uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here on the cusp of 36, and I still feel as youthful as I did the day I turned 27. I'm out here running a few miles a day, and I have a very sexy pot belly and a tight tuchus. I am okay. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> uh, so what are some games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks here that are exciting for you? I thought it was a pretty good list uh, on there on the old Game Informer website that we consult for this matter. And uh, I actually had to narrow it down a little bit so that we I just had a nice, concise list here. So you seem to have a few here that you're looking forward to. Uh, crack it open here. What are you into? <laughs> I was surprised. I don't know. Is... Is like end of July, beginning of August usually a good release time? Because I was a little taken aback by how much stuff is coming out here soon. I associate March and like November yeah. with all of the big stuff. Yeah. And Same. with summer just being the, just a hot dearth of uh, <laughs> nothingness. I guess this is like the, this would be like the end of would it be at the end of Q, fiscal Q1 for companies? So we're getting a lot of like, uh, what I don't want to sound disparaging when I say, but we're getting a lot of like mid-tier releases, not any big mm-hmm. poles, but some some solid stuff. So for yeah. example, one of them, and the one I'm most excited for, and one I will actually play because I have it pre-ordered, yeah, I'll get, I guess me buying something is has no bearing on whether or not I play it, but I, I believe I'll play this one is Neo The World Ends With You, which is the sequel to the DS game, which is so weird. I would never in my life have expected that The World Ends With You is going to get a sequel 10 years later, long after most everyone has forgotten about it. And it's a game that was very specific to the DS's dual screens and touchscreen controls and stuff. Um, But maybe I should have read the tea leaves a little better when they re-released it on Switch, but I just chalked that up to... Yeah, gosh, if we can get anything running on Switch, it's time to put it out because it's so dang successful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm actually really excited for this one. I, I, I love that first game. I'm very happy to see it getting a sequel. And the early buzz on it, from what I've heard, is relatively positive. Uh, I picked up the Switch version, but it's also coming out on PS4, and that's on July 27th. Nice. Okay. I've heard of this one. But uh, know very little to nothing about it. So you're saying it's pretty good. Yeah, the good lineage, I, that is. DS1 is great, too. So I'd start there. Um, really good soundtrack. Good to know. All right. So for me, you know how I like those spooker dukers. And we oh, got yeah. a survival. Yeah, we got a survival horror game based on Chernobyl coming out. It's called Chernobyl Chernobylite, which also <laughs> Chernobylite sounds like a drink that helps with digestion if you lived in Ukraine. Like, mm. drink some Chernobyl light. It's good for you. <laughs> now yeah. with extra calcium. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, this game here, uh, I like, you know, games of this vibe. This is more of an RPG, and I usually would play something like this couch co-op, but it looks like I won't have to because it seems as though you can get together with your buddies and share the world together because it has a bit of some uh, freeform exploration and some nonlinear storytelling with it. It's uh, mm. first person... You got to 
you know, you have first-person combat, but you also are crafting and surviving a little bit. And I think my boy Briz uh, there in the old Discord would be the perfect playmate for this uh, type of game just because it's spooky. Uh, he likes those survival crafty games, as do I, but they just never end, and I'm awful at them, so I don't tend to play them very often. Uh, but also just being able to play it together, and I, this is just the perfect kind of game to play with him. And uh, maybe uh, Jake, too. Uh, old Jake, uh, the McAxle, of course. So... Um, I am looking forward to this. I mean, I missed all of the summer hoopla for games. I really did just, I was buried and stuff. I don't know if this was something that a lot of people were excited for, and I'm just now kind of like opening my eyes to it, but I'm blown away that I didn't already know about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So Chernobylite, and uh, it's a bit restricted to the old PC for the moment on July 28th, but... I think I could envision it coming to other platforms. Yeah, it says here also uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as well. So, hmm. um, but those will be coming out in sep- uh, it'll be coming out in September on those other two platforms. But for now on PC. But yeah, looks really awesome. Very cool. I yep. this is one that I know only in name from the the E3 hullabaloo. I think I remember maybe seeing a teaser or something for it. But that uh, I'll be curious what you think of it. I, I'm trusting you as my. You're my go-to for, like, Western horror right now. Because when I get excited (laughs) about a horror game, I'm usually excited about a Japanese horror game or, like, an older retro horror game. So you you seem a little more on the pulse, which is weird for you. Uh, So you can tell me all about it. Weird for me because I'm never on the pulse of anything? I agree. 100%. Yeah, that's that's literally why. Not even an insult. You just... You you aren't aware that it's not 2015. (laughs) I am just very dumb. No, I, I agree with you. But no, what else you got coming out there? Speaking of the sort of uh, E3 summer buzz that we've been going through here for the last month or so, one that I saw in that that I knew nothing about, and I still really don't know much about, so this is sort of a blind curiosity, is The Forgotten City. That I watched like a little bit of a gameplay trailer slash teaser on one of the slower E3 days, I think, and it looked like a first person, like an Elder Scrolls or a Dishonored kind of game, and the setup was, it was in... A Roman city, and uh, the, everyone or like a number of people have been turned to gold, and so it seemed a little bit like an action RPG slash sort of puzzler uh, in that setting and, and and around that concept, or at least that is one component of the larger story. And even though it didn't, there was no like standout crazy hook or super unique feature. It just like when I saw it, I was like, man, that just seems like seems like it could be a good time. And uh, I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. It's it's coming out at the end of the month here, so July 28th, and it's going to be on everything. PS5, oh, yeah. Series X, all the old consoles, PC, everything. So maybe I won't pop on it day one, but um, it, normally this type of game would go right by me, but I'm going to keep my eye on it when it's like, you know, if, if I see it for 20 bucks on sale or something, I might I might pop on that because it seems pretty cool. Uh, the other one for me is a uh, bit of a, well, maybe a strange choice for me because I don't play a ton of CRPGs, and this is exactly what this game harkens to. A classic CRPG at that, but this sort of dystopian Blade Runner-esque uh, game called The Ascent is coming to consoles and PC. Actually, it's only coming to the Xbox consoles and PC from what I can tell. And it's joining Game Pass, so I guess it's going to have a period of exclusivity if it's not just exclusive altogether. But um, it looks pretty cool. I actually don't know a ton about it, but my eyeballs liked it, and my brain was tickled a little bit, and I thought maybe one day I could give that a shot. It's got, it's got a nice look to it. 
I do. I like it in motion too. I was at first, I was like, ah, oh, just another one of these. But then I saw some gameplay, and I said, you know what? That looks like a good time. And that's going to be coming out on, uh, I think. Um, what day is that going to be coming out on? Actually, yeah, the old 29th, 29th of July. So the ascent. It's also the ascent. Let's be honest. And those sometimes those names like the ascent and they just they're so forgettable. That's that yeah, name 100%. is just never going to stick with me. If you had said without telling me that this was a new game, if you had just blindly asked me, hey, is The Ascent an indie game that has already come out? I would have been like, yeah, but it came out like 2014. You know, it's kind of like a yeah. kind of a puzzle platformer, kind of lo-fi, dark. But nope, I just invented that game in my head because you can just you can just will it into existence. You can just see it being real. I agree with you 100%. It it, it fits that mold of like Rhyme and Abzu and the ascent and like it just feels like it belongs in that those group that group of games but but yeah so the ascent uh not what you think it is a very bloody corridor shooter uh that looks fucking cool isometric corridors that is uh my last one here is one that i actually won't be able to play right away but i i haven't given up wanting to play this series and it's the great ace attorney chronicles is coming out do you do you have any series uh, out there where you played like the first entry, maybe the second entry, you liked what you played and it just like, it, it just started getting away from you and more and more games came out. So yeah. I still get excited for a new release, but I'm so far behind on them that I can't really realistically play the new one, but I still get a little pump for it. Yeah. That would be the Ace Attorney games for me. I played like exactly <laughs> one. It was like, oh, these are great. I'll never catch up. Yep. I played the first one. I think some of the second one and I played the crossover with Layton. I loved all of them have no reason that I haven't played the others other than I'm only one man and I only have one life with X number of hours in it. But uh, I will like to play this one once I play all the other ones at some... Uh, by the time I play this, it'll be a retro game. But I will play this before I die, I can assure you. You know what, Steve? I'm hanging my hat on, you know, some Harry Potter technology will come into existence in our lifetime. And I think at some point, we might be in our 70s, our 80s, oh, maybe even our 90s. But they're going to invent that remember all that we can oh. go back in time and start beating some of these games, you know, back in the timeline and and still be able to die happy. Because right now we're on a path of just a lot of unfinished business. <laughs> well, we can only hope. We can only hope. I I, mm -hmm. I hope it comes before I'm 90 because I'm sure I'll have arthritis that keeps me from playing a lot of these by then. But mm. uh, we'll take what we can get. And uh, for anyone who is interested in that one, it's coming out on PS4, Switch, and PC. And like everything, it's coming out on July 27th. It seems like all the big releases are squeezed into like these three or four days right at the end of this month. I know. They tried to get it in because they you can't release anything with any confidence in August because that's my birthday and that's what everybody else is paying attention to during that whole month. True. You know? that's, There's not that's another right. holiday the I, whole time and people are like, we clear it out because Travis's birthday is coming up. we got to make room. <laughs> I don't play any games in August other than... You know, like Mario Party and Goldeneye and stuff that I'm going to play at your birthday party while we're eating ice cream cake. Oh, man. You just mm, you just made me very nostalgically horny, and I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> My other game here that I'm excited for is Dungeon Defenders Awakened. And are you someone who played... <laughs> it's a weird way to ask a question. Are you someone who's played the old Dungeon Defenders? Did you ever play the, uh, the entries before? Hmm. No, I feel like my full experience with them is probably getting them in a humble bundle at some point and then them yeah. sitting in my Steam library. 
Yeah, so I play. I guess I, I don't even know if there is more than just the other one. Uh, but Dungeon Defenders was, you know, damn near a, a humble bundle. I'm pretty sure it was a Games with Gold game one time, um, and it might have been the second one actually. I'm looking it up because I don't rightly remember. I think it was the first one that I played the shit out of. So, uh, me and my buddy Josh played Dungeon Defenders on the 360 for probably just five months straight, just every night, two and three hours out of whack. This was pre kids. I think it might have even been pre-wife, and we wow. just loved that game. Oh, so addictive, so fun. Just a tower defense game, kind of cartoony, really silly, nice customization options. I think the original one was a PC port, so the, I just remember the UI being a little bit obnoxious, but I'm sure they cleaned that up in, in some of the newer versions. But yeah, it came out in 20... Uh, the OG came out in 2011, 2010, 2011. So, man, 10 years, that's crazy. But yeah, I had a blast with that. So I'm excited for this new one, which looks very shiny, very nice, very fun, <laughs> hearkening directly to that original with just a new coat of paint, and I couldn't be more excited for that. So uh, I, I, my time much more limited these days. I, I'm sure we'll pick it up and play it for nostalgia's sake. I don't know if we'll sink that same amount of time into it, but we will definitely get the band back together for Dungeon Defenders Awaken just because it was such a such a special time when we played that that original back in the day. So. That's awesome. Sorry, did you mention when is that coming out? The reason that it is being announced here is because the Switch port is coming on August 4th. And okay. so it has actually existed on PC since 2020. Uh, and it's been on the Xbox One for a few months, but those were outside of my radar. I'm only catching on to this now. So August 4th on the Switch. Um, and my buddy only has a Switch now, so it's perfect for us. We'll we'll come together on that. And I think it's coming to the PS4 a little bit later. but Well, there's only one other game that I'm excited for that's coming out. It's actually coming out today. It's called The Hot oh. Seat. Oh, shit. <laughs> Get in there, buddy. It's only releasing okay. on Polykill. You can't play it on Switch, so you might not be interested. Man, you snuck that one right up on me, man. Man, I didn't. My cheeks did not see that coming. So, well, all right. Some, sometimes we ease you in, but sometimes we gotta quite literally light a fire up under you. So. Oh man. Okay. Here we go. And and I think we're gonna have to start with a real intellectual question right off the bat here. So okay. tell me, would you rather sneeze out of your butt or fart out of your mouth? Oh, we're sneezing out the butt. We're gonna be butt sneezing. What is what is a fart but a butt sneeze? You know, in reality, <laughs> but. You know, if you think about, there have been some farts that have been very kin to a sneeze uh, in my lifetime. And so I think, you know, you, as long as you're an underwear-wearing man uh, or woman, and uh, you just maybe go check every now and then, you should be fine, I think. Now, I would not want to fart out of my mouth because I think, you know, I already have a hard time getting people to come near me. And I think that that's just a clear fire way to, a surefire way to just keep, keep the people at bay, you know? I don't think... I don't think my uh, my wife's going to be kissing me anymore. I don't think my daughters want to come near me if I'm just farting out of my mouth, you know. Which is basically what you know. What is what are my podcasts but me just sitting here farting out of my mouth? It, it really. That's true. You do enough of that as it is. So you might, Let's be honest. Might as well mix it up and launch a sneeze out. So, all right, yeah. I respect it. I respect the choice. Although for you, you know, you sleeping in the buff. You doing uh, <laughs> you doing some of those those nightly? No, you're a little bit sick. And he's sneezing out the old tuchus, um You're going to do some damage, buddy. I mean, what is, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but don't they say that like the air comes out of your mouth at like 100 miles an hour or something when you sneeze? So if you do that when you're yeah. asleep, um, 
you're going to launch that comforter clear across the room, buddy. <laughs> you're going to have to be visiting a mattress warehouse regularly. <laughs> uh, poor Leah. All right. <laughs> Next question. So of, of all the video games that you physically own, which one is the farthest away from you by distance right now? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. That's a really interesting question, and I think I could answer it. It is probably... What's the what's the last game in the alphabet I have on the Dreamcast? Hmm. <laughs> Do you have Zombies Revenge? Uh, I don't. You know, we we can figure this out though. That's a funny question. I hate you for asking it because now I'm going to make sure I have the right answer. <laughs> and you don't have any games that you've loaned out to friends and it's at their house or something like that. That's probably true, but it's way more fun to think about it in my house at this moment. So the that's game true. that's furthest away from me currently would be World Series Baseball 2K1. It's on the <laughs> bottom shelf in there, in the farthest corner from me currently, on the old Dreamcast. So there you go. Farthest by distance, but not the farthest away emotionally. And, you know, this one's brought on by uh, by a recent experience I had. You mentioned, uh, when we were talking about The Ascent, you mentioned Blade Runner. And I've never seen Blade Runner before, and I was like, you know what? I should finally watch Blade Runner. And the other day I was like, you know, that must be on Netflix, Hulu. No, it's on no streaming services other than like YouTube and Amazon video. You have to rent it. And I'm not going to rent a movie for four bucks if I could go to a yard sale and get the Blu-ray for two bucks. So I just Mm -hmm. didn't because that's the type of person I am. But I'm wondering, what's the last sort of classic movie you watched? One that is, you know, either very universally loved or well-known or kind of pointed to as a pillar in its respective genre. I don't know what's considered a pillar in a p- p- this specific genre because I watched so many classic horror films, but I just watched Scanners for the first time not long ago, and that's a bit of a hallmark, you know, 1980s movie uh hmm about a guy that can make people's brains explode telepathically. It's pretty cool. And uh, let's see, what else? I did also recently rewatch the first Cheech and Chong movie, and, and it, it holds up. I laughed hysterically. <laughs> Stacy Keach is hilarious in those, you know, as is Cheech and, and uh, Tommy Chong there, man. So fun. I, I really want to watch all of them again. Here's the thing that annoys me, though is that uh, for that, I don't. I guess they had to sell this movie to like 15 different publishing companies, like that whole series to a bunch of different publishing companies because not all of the series is in one spot. Like you can watch one on Amazon Prime, the second one I can't find anywhere, the third one's on Netflix, the fourth one's on HBO Max. Like, come on, come Ugh. on, guys. Let's get let's get it together for Cheech and Chong and, and let's make... Let's, let's do the compendium of the whole set because I have to watch them in order. There is a through line. They're not just, you know, there, there is there is a, a bit of a narrative there. So anyway, uh, but I do want to recommend an app for you, Steve. Uh, you might already use it, but it's called, um, hmm. it is called Just Watch. Are you aware of this app? No, I've never okay, heard of so it. So I know you don't watch a ton of TV, and honestly, I don't either, but I found this app to be very useful because, and they don't pay this podcast, unfortunately, so this isn't like a paid plug, obviously, because we're nobodies, but it, you go in there and you can sign into all of the little services that you buy into so for me i have netflix uh amazon prime and i i share an hbo max account with someone so uh, i can sign in on there and then it basically only shows you what's available on your services so instead of having to scroll through netflix or like okay i don't see anything on netflix let's open up amazon prime you just do it in this app and uh it'll also 
you know, you can search for movies and it'll tell you um, where you can stream it if you can. And, or maybe it'll show you what apps you can get it on if you don't have that app. It'd be like, oh, you need to get Apple TV to get this. Or maybe it's on Amazon Prime, but you got to rent it. So it gives you some good options. And it's very nice when you really want to find something to watch and you don't want to open 15 different apps. That is very handy. And that beats my um, current solution, which was just to Google is this available? What streaming service is the first Indiana Jones on? Right. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I trust this website to be up to yep. date. Just watch. Yep. And uh, it'll tell you which one, what movies came out today on that, on your services. So pretty cool. Beautiful. Pretty cool. Very cool. All right. Well, my last one here is a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a potpourri. It's a bit of a, oh my God, a, a dealer's choice. Okay. Why don't you just, just give me any single fact that I don't know about you. Just tell me something new about Trav. Bonus points if it's something that none of your podcast co-hosts know, because it'll make me feel important. Oh, but I man. would accept one that just I don't know. Uh, okay, I uh, I have a reverse bicuspid. All right, I got one of my teeth. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's a tooth. It's a tooth there in your in your <laughs> mouth. And uh, I got one. I actually have more than one because I have a symmetrical mouth, but uh, it's reversed. It's completely backward. So uh, every time I go to the dentist, uh, they all like I, I've gone to a new dentist a couple times. They always have to bring like two or other three people in there to look at it, you know. And they say, <laughs> "Huh, look at that. That guy's got a rever- his tooth's backwards. Come here, come look Do at they this." All ma- <laughs> Come in here. Do they all make the same dad joke? Oh, your last dentist put it in backwards. <laughs> I got. I wish they did. No, but it, it actually at this point is one of those things I'm a little bit tired of because I know it's coming. So actually, I have a new dentist coming up in August uh, because my old dentist retired and I just I wanted to change, move somewhere newer. I'm sure I'll go in there. I'll sit down. The the lady that's cleaning my teeth will be like, oh, Did you know that? Did you know that your back cuspid's reversed? And then I'll say, yep. And then she'll say, hold on just one second. And then she'll come in with a new dentist and they'll point and they'll be like, oh my God, it's backwards. Come in here. And then they'll bring someone else in and I'm sitting there going, uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did know. Uh, I've been told. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So there you go. Just pulling people off the street. And you can't tell. You can't tell from the front. You can only tell if you're a dentist and you're a huge nerd about like where the notches on teeth are. So. Very interesting. Reverse by cuspid. Yeah. That's, that's a good fact. Yeah. I did not realize that about you. You must have to eat pizza backwards. I Stuff do. crust pizza, the whole experience is thrown off for you. No, you're right. You're 100% right. That's how it works. <laughs> ah, beautiful. Well, you made it through. A bit of a mixed bag. Hopefully the hot seat has treated you kindly. Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I, I love bringing up my bicuspid, so thanks for giving me that platform. Okay, Anytime. so you know what I thought? I meant to do this in the beginning, and you even put it on the note sheet because you're a consummate lover, and I overlooked it because I'm trash. So what we need to do right here, right now, announce the giveaway winner. There are po- yeah. there are folks out there that really want to know who won Dead Tomb on the NES. It's, a, it's an 11 out of 10 game. People are saying, Metroid who? Zelda what? Because Dead Tomb... <laughs> is now on the NES. I have a sealed copy that's going to be in someone's home soon. Now, uh, before we get to that, though, we have to talk some stats. Okay, so we had a total of... Let me do some quick math here. We had 23 contestants, which is great. And if you remember how we did the points, which is you know every hour according to how long to beat that people put into their beats, was, a, was an entry, a raffle ticket. 
and uh, you guys totaled one thousand and one thousand sixty-eight and a half points, which would translate roughly to hours uh, into this. So thank you, dang, for that. My God, that's that's a lot of games. That's that's something else. Yeah, I don't know what that breaks down to in terms of days, but that's that's significant. Let's see. I can do some fast math. Do here. some math, buddy. Divided by twenty-four. What is that's that? F- in a thirty-one day month that's 44 days of video games my god man that's good stuff that's that's a day and a half worth of games every day i love i love you're still doing math i love that uh so some of the big performers well guess who of course you got your corpse flood in there he had 244 entries he made up 22.8 percent of all of the entries then you got Dean at round two. He had 294 entries. He had almost 28% of all the entries. So if you're thinking about like, okay, so when you do this drawing, what, is, what does all that mean? Yeah, it's, it's a coin flip that it's one of those two or any other listener. That's right. And we have stats for, you know, pretty much everyone. Uh, Mighty Q-Dog, now if he wins, it would be incredible because he had one entry <laughs> He has 0.09% chance of winning. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that's infinitesimally small. That's very tiny. Top spot is also, he had five entries. He has less than half a percent. But it could still happen. It could absolutely still happen. So, Steve, I'm going to have to ask you to do a bit of a drum roll, please. All right, here we are. He's entering it into the random value calculator. Drum roll. Winner is Caleb J. Ross. Caleb J. Ross bringing home the gold. He had 49.5 entries, 4.6% chance of winning, but he did it. He won it. Hell yeah, Caleb. Dead Tomb. I know how much you love the NES. I know how much you're going to love Dead Tomb. You're going to be pissing your britches. Congratulations. <laughs> Some other shout-outs here, though. JJS Boyce had a really big month, too. 92 entries. He had about an 8.6% chance there. And Disposed Hero, another shout-out. He had 56.5 entries, 5.29% chance. Uh, of winning there yeah. so i mean when you put them up next to the corpse floods and the uh, the round two gamings there that's pretty incredible so caleb is the dead tomb champion now uh caleb if for some reason you say i don't want dead tomb i didn't know i was even in a contest uh well let me know <laughs> but until then you're going to be getting uh dead tomb for the nes in the mail so there you go. It's a beautiful thing. It is. And thank you again, everybody, everyone who entered. It we definitely had um we definitely had an uptick in the number of beats in that last month, I would say. Uh I mean we always get a, a fairly healthy amount of beats coming on through the door, but uh there were a couple people in particular that you could really tell were were pushing for it, and I feel like we had a lot of good participation. Some new names in there and stuff too. So yeah. Just thank you everyone. Uh, much appreciated. And to Caleb, enjoy the video game. Enjoy it, Caleb. I want a review, and it better be that it was awesome no matter what. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some uh, some games that we're playing on now, Steve. And I'm going to kick it off here because I'm playing a game that I think 
you might be familiar with this franchise because uh, I think you know it's been on some systems that you enjoy, and that's Scribble Knots. So you have you played some Scribble Knots in your day? Oh, the when the first Scribble Knots came out, that was an event. Like that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. People were pumped about Scribble Knots, and I went I went pretty hard on that first one. I I haven't played any other entries because I sort of I sort of felt like I got everything I needed to out of that first one. And I, it honestly, it surprised me that it launched into this like big series with a bunch of entries. Cause the concept seems fairly like it'd be the same from game to game, but yeah. yes, to, to, to take a lot of words to answer your very short question. <laughs> yes, I do know scribble knots and I do enjoy it. Great. Yeah. Well, I was a little bit on the outside looking in on this, have heard of scribble knots. I own a scribble knots on the old Wii U and uh, I just picked up a 3DS and it came with the scribble knots unlimited. So that gave me an excuse to try it out there on my new console that I got my new handheld. And I didn't know what to expect. I honest, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was a a bit more of a kid's game and I think it is, which is why I hadn't really um, messed with it too, too much. Uh, But I think it's really neat. It has some really neat logic going for it. So if you're not familiar with scribble knots, Basically, all you do is you run around this little world. It's a little side-scrolling world, fun little art style, very primitive. I don't know about primitive, but it's almost like, you know, cutouts of of things. It's not like terribly, terribly high fidelity. And uh, you run up to people on the street and you say, hey, how you doing? And they say, oh, I got a problem. And their problems (laughs) could be anything. They could be like, my dinosaur can't read. Or my house has too many pitchforks, and you have to uh, create. You can create anything. You got a little notebook. I didn't watch much of the preamble to the story, but evidently you're God, and you can make anything appear on screen by just typing it in. So you go to the notebook, and if someone, what was one of the examples I gave there? My dinosaur can't do something. What did I say there? Dinosaur can't read. Dinosaur can't read. Uh, well, give him some reading glasses. So you go in and you type in reading glasses and little reading glasses will appear and you hand those to the dinosaur and then it's boom. Now he's reading a book. My house has too many pitchforks in it. I don't know what you do about it. Get a big magnet and see if the pitchforks will fly out of it and onto the magnet and clear that. I mean, that's just the kind of the, the puzzles that you have to do is just introduce something into the world that will solve the problem. Or you can use an adjective onto something and be like, ah, oh, man. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of what one would be, but like, you know, um, well, here's one. Sometimes you'll see something like be very aggressive and fight something else. And if I don't want that thing to fight, I describe it as sleepy. I say, you're tired. And then that thing <laughs> falls asleep. And then you've solved the problem there. Everyone's happy because no one's getting beat up. So pretty neat. I will say, though, I think it has a, a limited enjoyment window i think you're right when you said i got all i needed to get out of it i'm feeling that i'm toward the end and it's becoming a bit of a chore because it's kind of easy you have too much power i think um and and it sounds like that one's a little more built out a little more involved the first one i played and it's been a long time so i might be slightly misremembering some of this every level the objective was to get to like a star Mm -hmm. at the end of the level right and there you know be all sorts of different obstacles in your way but I think I remembered working out, I want to say it was handcuffs. Basically, every level I could spawn in handcuffs, hook one end of the handcuffs to the star, and then just drag it to my character wherever I started the level. <laughs> and so every level could be beaten the same way. And 
like I sort of ruined it for myself because I was like, you know, I'll mess around and be creative. But if I hit even the tiniest bit of resistance or uncertainty, I'd be like, well, <laughs> time to bust out the magical <laughs> handcuffs and move on to the next level. So uh, I hear you, man. Uh, yeah. It, it, there's it, ways it to do that. It is fun. It's fun to mess around, just see, you know, spawn stuff in. And it, it is impressive, like, how many different things that they thought of and account for. Like, it must have taken a lot of work to prep these games. But yeah. Um, I agree that it's it's sort of fun for short bursts and then it can wear out its welcome. Certainly, I would not play all like 30 Scribblenauts games that exist now. I didn't even know there were 30. I'm only aware of the two that I own, but Scribblenauts Unlimited is this one that I specifically have. And uh, it, it does feel, I'll admit, kind of unlimited. It doesn't seem like I can... It, there's very few times I throw something out and it's like, what? I'm usually impressed. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm keeping it clean. I, I know better than... To, to go down, you know, the dark hole or whatever. Man, I just said I was going to keep it clean. <laughs> uh, the dark hole of filth that is my mind. But I try, you know, and also, I'm like you, I try to challenge myself or come up with a solution that's not easy, but sometimes there's some go-tos that get you out of the level. But anyway, yeah, pretty fun experience, and I, I, was, I was pretty confident you were familiar with it. Uh, I, I mean, I could sit here and I could tell you about all the games that I've been playing, but there's really only one that I'm really digging on. It sort of like bulldozed every other game out of my path. It's Pokemon Unite. Are you are you in on this Pokemon Pokemon Unite craze? I'm not in on the craze, but I do follow Pete Door on Twitch, and so I've seen him play around with it. So I am familiar with what it is. Okay, so for anyone who's not, this is the latest Pokemon spinoff, and it is a MOBA. So it is. If you're familiar with League of Legends or Dota 2 or any of those, uh, it's one of those. It's like Mm -hmm. a round-based or match-based sort of like character action game. All the leveling and skill progression condensed down into like 10 minutes. It's free to play. It's on Switch. And I was like, you know what? Lately, I've been trying to do a little better about just just giving a shot to some free-to-play stuff as it comes out just to see if it hooks me. So when, like, Knockout City came out, I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll play a couple rounds of Knockout City, see how I feel about that. And uh, I did the same with Pokemon Unite. And, whew, let me tell you, it got got its claws in. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. So many, many years ago, many moons, in in the pre-Polykill era, as I say, because I divide my life cleanly into pre- and post-Polykill as eras. As you do. Um, There's a lot more to tell in the pre-era, but, you know, we're building out the post. In that uh, sort of pre-Polykill era... I was big into Dota 2. I clocked a solid somewhere between 600 and 1,000 hours in Dota 2, which I'm aware for Dota people or for MMO people, they like laugh like, ha, what a pathetically small number, you fool. Yeah, that's barely the life of a five-year-old child, sir. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, But I was, yeah, I was very into Dota 2. It was my first MOBA. It was really my only MOBA I've ever played, but... uh, I was super into it. I was, you know, same as I was with like StarCraft 2. I was following a bunch of YouTubers that played. Whenever new patch notes and balance changes would come out, it'd be like a big event where I'd want to watch everyone's breakdown of the patch notes and then hear, like, talk with all my friends about, like, oh, this seems like this hero is going to be the new one in this patch that's going to be good. Um, and when I started playing Pokemon Unite, it just kind of like bubbled up all that old muscle memory and all those good feelings uh, from from that era of my past playing that game 
But Pokemon Unite is a lot more straightforward. It's a lot more simple. The matches are only like 10 minutes. So it doesn't feel like quite as much of a commitment or quite as much of a hole to sink all your time into. I downloaded it two days ago at this point, and it's it's all I've played. I think I've already put like... I mean, I, I was sick all weekend. I had nothing else to do. So I probably put 10 hours into this Jeez. already, maybe 12. Um, I've already got like 40 matches under my belt. It's... Oh, it's a good time. I, I'm itching to go play more right now. I'm playing Shinmu. There on the old. Speaking of the Dreamcast from earlier. Been wanting to play this one for a long time, and you and I are doing this whole thing. We're trying to knock some games out on every console that we own, and I thought it's yep. high time. I beat that Shinmu on the old Dreamcast. And honestly, <laughs> it's pro- I don't have a lot of Dreamcast games other than maybe, um, elect- uh, what's it called, uh, Elemental Gimmick Gear that are you know aren't sports games or some like mid 90s sega arcade port that i'm just not interested in spending a ton of time with so this seemed like the one that i was really wanting to sink some teeth into because it has some nice meat for teeth sinking and i've just always been curious it's it's such a gaming it's such a beacon in gaming history because of you know it cost so many millions of dollars to make back in the day it was unheard of and it was on this mm-hmm. you know for lack of a ba- I mean I don't want to be mean to the Dreamcast but it's somewhat of a failed console it was kind of trapped on something that was quite limited uh, in terms of public access so I gotta play it man I gotta play it and heck yeah I like it I really like it I was expecting to, almost not to I didn't know what kind of I didn't know if it, were, it would maybe be a little bit too tedious for me or maybe too slow. I know there's plenty of jank from its time in there, but I'm, I'm, I am I'm love that. I love time jank. But I really do enjoy it, and uh, it does have some tedium. I think a lot of people really point to that. People are like, yeah, you just like forklifting. Ha! You just like games where you're lifting forks? And uh, that's <laughs> actually, first of all, that's been fun. Well, I don't know what that says about me, but I've kind of enjoyed that. And it's a very brief moment of the game. It's not. I spend most of my time just running on foot. I'm just sprinting around the cities. But I do like Shinmu. I again, I didn't know what to expect, but I like what I've played so far. I think the story's really engaging. I really like the way that it tracks your uh, what you're supposed to be doing. Because basically, you're investigating your father's death. That you have a notebook and it runs down like who you talked to last. It keeps notes about you know who you should go to next, and so. Uh, I I thought that this would be the kind of game that I would be kind of lost in meandering and be consulting a walkthrough a lot, but it does a really good job of keeping you on target by itself. And uh, it's a lot shorter than I thought. I'm already on the third disc. I'm, I'm I'm forklifting. I'm out there. I'm fighting in the old wharf. You know, we're having a good time out there, man. I'm really having fun, a lot more fun than I expected. Heck yeah. You know, I thought you would like it. You've talked on this podcast and you've talked on Drunk Friend. Um and you and I are pretty similar in this regard, where you know, just generally positive on games. Mm-hmm. You're you're all things neutral. You're gonna come out being like, yeah, it was a fun game. So I I didn't think there was anything offensive in Shenmue that you wouldn't be into. No. But uh, I am I am happy to hear that you're enjoying it. Uh, I think I said this last time too, but if you like that one, you'll definitely like Shenmue too. So nice, yeah. I, I was actually looking for that. I went uh, game hunting this weekend. I was looking to pick up Shenmue two, maybe on the Xbox if uh, if it were cheaper. I uh, didn't come away with it, but I am looking to carry the, the series forward. I'd like to play them all. But, yeah, I mean, I, I will admit it has some tedious parts to it. Like, you know, it has a day-night cycle. Sometimes you have to wait out the day. There's no way to speed it up. I wish you could call a taxi. Uh, the, you know, getting around yeah. can be a little bit cumbersome. 
but you know, it's in those moments where I am trying to waste time that I end up finding some fun in the city. I I think the arcade is actually really fun. I've wasted a lot of time playing darts, which seems silly. Yep. It's like what what a stupid game you get because you know. It, you know, you remember that phase like five, five years, maybe five, ten years ago, where every game had to have poker in it. Like you had to take your character yeah. off the beaten path, and there had to be poker in it. And it's like I never played that. I was like, get that out of here, because there was so much other stuff <laughs> I could do in the game. Like I'm not going to stop to play fucking poker. But you know what? In Shinmu, uh, there's no fast travel or a way to speed up time. So it's like, well, I guess I'll go to the arcade <laughs> because. It, there's a legitimate reason for me to want to go do that instead of just you know the sake of getting an achievement for playing poker in a game. So uh, I don't know. I just think yep. that's interesting that it uh, it it tried to emulate you know society and life a little bit, and I think it did a decent job given that you know it tried a lot. It had some high ambitions for 1999 and 2000, and I think it delivered pretty well on those. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, just nothing but respect that you picked that as your your Dreamcast boy. Mm-hmm. I know your your options were limited, but to pick what is one of the longer games on the console as your game for that system, w- way to be in the spirit of the challenge. I like that it's chunked into days. That makes every time I sit down to play it, I play one day of the game. It's a, it's a nice bite sized chunk, and I've been breezing through it. It doesn't it hasn't felt like a slog at all. Heck yeah! All right. Well, I joked around earlier that. All I'm playing is Pokemon Unite, and that's kind of true. But I did pop in and play for a couple hours uh, an RPG that just came out called Chris Tales. And this is... I've been following this one for a while. It's got a real grabby art style. If you go, just look up some screenshots of it. It's very striking. I think you talked about it before because I made that joke about uh, Christ Ales being a good brewery name. (laughs) And I stand by it. Yeah, I think it... I think it came up on the uh, coming soon. Okay. And I made good on my promise to play it. Oh, very cool. Okay, um, great. So the the setup of it is that, I mean, it's a, it's a turn-based JRPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your main character very early in the story gets the ability to see into the past and into the future. So when you're running around in the environments... The way that shakes out is the game is literally split into like three triangle visions. The the center triangle where your character is running around is the present, and then you can see the past and the future on the left and right side of the screen. So you'll be running through a town and you'll see like, oh, you know, in the past, this part of town was just being built up. It's a bunch of scaffolding and buildings under construction. In the present, it's kind of like a rundown slum sort of area. And then in the future, I can see that this part of town is underwater. So something oh. has obviously gone wrong. And I need to to help the people of this town. And then you have, uh, there's a mechanic through which you can very briefly hop into the past or the future in order to get information or do a little bit of problem solving and, and questing, stuff like that. And it's uh, pretty cool. And then that, in the combat, translates to you can, uh, depending on whether or not the enemies are standing to the left or to the right of you, you can sort of... Uh, turn the the area that they're standing into the past or the future and use that to uh, make fights a little bit easier. So uh, the, the combat, I, I haven't gotten too far into the combat yet. I'm like five hours into the game, but it's pretty, pretty chatty. But mm. uh, a couple of examples of that would be like, you know, if an enemy's pretty strong, you can send them into the past or you can turn that ver- that side of the screen to the past. And now they're like a little baby version of themselves before they got strong. So they've got lower HP and they do less damage. Or uh, you can 
poison an enemy and then turn that area of combat into the future and then they'll take all the damage from the poison all at once because oh. it's like they they warped and all that all that damage over time all pops at one time so it is pretty fun pretty cool uh but it's again it's very chatty and i think it's just one of those cases where i don't know that i have like 40 hours of of this game in me right now with pokemon unite pulling so much of my attention and the world ends with you coming out in just a couple of days i think i played enough of it to get a good taste for it uh to see like yeah when i'm in more of a mood this will be a good time but i don't think i'm gonna see it all the way through right in this exact moment so gotcha fun it's very cool uh, it's not not a perfect game, but uh, yeah, if you want like a very visually interesting and sort of mechanically interesting kind of 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 JRPG, check it out. And then I just got to mention it to keep the streak alive. We're still doing Dragon Age. Still doing Dragon Age. It's still happening, slowly but surely. I love to hear that, that you're not, you haven't given up on it yet because had you given up on it, it would have to come up in our discussion later when we list our top five. But uh, I would do want to point out True. that I cannot read Chris Tales without thinking of the DuckTales woohoo afterward. So <laughs> just wanted to point that out. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what else is fair? This this network is fair. If you like what you're hearing so far, be sure to check us out on our website at polymedianetwork.com. We've got more shows. You can find that Drunk Friend. We've done some interviews. Recently, we had Noah McCarthy from Bit Brigade. Bit Brigade, which when I'm drunk at MAGFest, I will say Burt Brigade. And I get real excited <laughs> because I really want to go see them. And then Stuttering Craig, if you're familiar with Screw Attack, maybe you're an old-timer like uh, me and like uh, probably Blink over here. And, of course, Alex Nestrunk, uh, Screw Attack shaped much of my online viewing when it came to watching news co- or uh, video game coverage and, and top fives and lists and all that stuff. So uh, check that out if you're interested in hearing more from Stuttering Craig. It was a good episode. Thank you. Not to butter your bread here live on air, oh, but it was a good one. Butter it, baby. We've also got Petey's Power Hour. Season 2 has wrapped, but, you know, there's some things in the works. Season 3 is a cooking. Things are happening. And uh, you can check out Petey on her YouTube channel in the meantime at Petey's Power Minutes to listen to some good tunes and learn how to make a drink. Yeah, yeah. It's Petey's Power Hour, but she makes Petey's Power Minutes on that YouTube channel, and they're pretty good because uh, you can learn how to make a drink, and like I said last time, mm. so far, not poison. Please check out Tales of the Lesser Medium if you want to hear a bad story, but uh, laugh a lot while doing it. We are we're working on it. We just wrapped up we wrapped up a script. <laughs> we started a new one, so we're about halfway there, and I think we're going to work on another lesser so to throw out before the next season just to keep the feet alive. So uh, we've definitely not given up on it. We've just been a little bit busy, but hang out, hang hang by, stick by, hang with us, whatever. Uh, it'll be coming soon. Excellent. And of course, you can listen to the other podcast that I'm on, Indie Quest, which just had its triumphant return. Uh, we had an episode that went out recently with Pam, Cannot Be Tamed, talking about a bunch of wonderful indie games, as we always do, building our ever-growing quest log of cool indie games that you can check out. So please give that one a listen. And then when you do, when you're done, pop on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever it is that you're listening to podcasts and leave us a little bit of a review. Click that five stars and let us know, hey, guys, you're doing you're doing all right. You're, you're fine. 
you're acceptable. I have not unsubscribed. And we'll be like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> really does help out the show. Helps out our self-esteem. And it helps you out. No one ever talks about how it helps you. You get practice at leaving reviews so that when that comes up in a job interview later, you already know how to do it. Damn, damn right. Yeah. Honestly, though, <laughs> just leave a your acceptable email or review somewhere because uh, I really do need that cry. That would feel really good. Yeah. yeah. And what a way to, <laughs> man, coming coming back into the fold and bringing Pam with you. I mean, that's a return right there. Good work. Good work getting yep. Cannot Be Tamed. Polykill also has a Patreon. You can visit patreon.com forward slash polykill. Find a tier that works for you there. If you're interested, you can help us out. Help out all the shows. You get early access to stuff, including Nest Friend videos, Petey's Power Minutes, Occasional drunk friends, occasional polykills if they get edited early, which is rare, but it does happen. And, um, yeah, find a find a tier that works for you there. Help us out. It'd be great. You also get that, uh, you get that Discord. You get in that Discord, run around. It's fun in there. We got, a, we got an Australian guy in there now, and he's losing a lot of socks in his dryer. And I've been keeping up with that news story as it's been popping up because I think his dryer is possessed or his foot is delicious. <laughs> I can't decide which, but maybe both. Oh, and you, you're all out there missing out on that hot goss, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. So get in there. It's a good time. But uh, if you want to reach out to the show, you can always do so via email at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. We're happy to hear it all. I mean, ideally, it's not just a sling of or a string of insults, but uh, gosh, any email is good email. We're, 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 uh, we're here for you. and We'll almost certainly read it on the show. So. Thank you for anyone who has written in, and uh, I think we might even still have one or two in the hopper. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. Right on, indeed. Yes, please do it. All right, games that we've beaten. Oh, it's that time of the show where we get to brag about the games we've beaten, and I've come in here with my Trav, too. I brought them back. <laughs> I've got them in here. So, representing, keeping the streak alive. <laughs> Good stuff. Do you ever... Are you ever about to beat a third game and you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that would be too much. Honestly, no. It's usually I need to beat that second one and it is it is a countdown. It is close. Well, good job. But I got three, so I'll go first here. Uh, first up, uh, you know, in the spirit of what we were talking about, beating one game on every system, I mentioned it last episode, but I did manage to work my way through Bomberman oh, you got on it. the N-Gage. We beat it eight worlds down. Was it, it wasn't easy, but uh, I did it during the week of GDQ mostly, so I had good company and good motivation you, as I was watching a bunch of fun speedruns. Did you climb out of that hole you were in, or did you have to restart, or what happened? I just had to slowly chip away at it, because mm. you lose all those power-ups, yeah. and you really you don't know anywhere to go. Yeah. You can, and you can't, like... Uh, that game doesn't have like a true save. It has the type of save where you can only save as you quit and then reload back into that exact spot, which removes the save. It's uh, mm. it's more like a, just like a save state, I guess. Uh, and so, yep, we just did it. I, I basically did like a low percent run of that game, like a minimalist run, because I spent the entire time at speed one, bomb one, firepower one. But Jeez. We, we did get through, and now I can finally say I've beaten a game on my N-Gage, Hell yeah. which feels good. And that's your first Bomberman beat, am I right on that one? First Bomberman, first N-Gage yeah. beat. I think you like some of the other Bombermans better. That one sounds a little bit rough, but I mean, it sounds like it's still a fun enough version to stick through on the N-Gage, so I'm not trying to talk trash, but I love Bomberman. <laughs> I love I love a lot of them. Not all of them. A lot yeah. of them. They are they are fun. I have beaten Bomberman sixty four before, but that's so different that I wouldn't really think mm. of it as the same 
type of thing. Yeah, that's one I've not even played, to be honest. I'd like to, maybe soon. Okay, for me, uh, I talked earlier, I got that 3DS and uh, came with a little handful of games there, one of them being, of course, New Super Mario Bros. 2. And uh, I'm a little bummed because it didn't come with the case for that one. God, don't you hate that? Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm just sitting there with a loose cart. So to make sure I didn't lose it, I just left it in my 3DS and played it. <laughs> And, you know, I have played I played the new Super Mario Bros. that was on the DS, and then, you know, there's this one on the 3DS, uh, this, the sequel. And I like those games, but I find them to be extremely forgettable. Like, I had to look up, like, did I play this already? Because I don't own a 3DS. And it was like, no, 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 you played the one on the DS. And then I played this one, and then I'm thinking about it now. I probably played it a little over a week ago, and I'm like, I don't remember anything about it. It was just a Mario game. It's just very basic, A to B. And it's not saying it's a bad thing. It was fun enough. I enjoyed it. Or I remember enjoying it. When I got to the end, I was like, that was fun. But, man, I couldn't couldn't tell you one distinguishing thing about it other than, of course, the, a bit of 3D there, which is yeah, kind of nice, pops a little bit. I'm a little late to the party on that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. W- what do you think about those games? I mean, I'm assuming you're like me, you enjoy them, but they just don't stick with you? Yeah, they're, they're all just kind of fun enough. Same, I will say right? of them... I think I liked New Super Mario Bros. 2 the most. If I'm remembering right, that's the one that has kind of a focus on coin collecting, right? Lots of coins everywhere. Seemed to be a fair, yeah, it seemed to have a fair amount of coins going around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I remember that one being pretty enjoyable, but I also think I played that one pretty early on in its life. So I was just thirsty for any good 3DS platformers I could get. But yeah, I'm the same. That series is very much like, uh, I don't know, it's... It's comfort food. It's 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 lightly sweetened oatmeal. I, yeah, I'm hungry enough to eat some oatmeal, but I'm never sitting in my bed late at night fiending for some fourth meal of lightly sweetened oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, so I'm glad you're not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then. <laughs> no, so I did play a couple others here. First up, and, and I got into this one, um, is I went back and I finally finished Fantasian. This oh. is a... This is the turn-based RPG put up by Mistwalker. So the same, uh, it's it's got a lot of Final Fantasy pedigree. So it's put out by Sakaguchi, who is the lead on Final uh, a number of of the older Final Fantasy games. Uh, it's got music by Nobu Uematsu, and uh, I I've been wanting to go back to this one for a long time. It's on Apple Arcade, so I was playing it on the iPad. And really, the only reason I didn't is because. Our, we have one iPad in the house, and it's shared between me and Leah, and a lot of times she needs to uh, be using it for knitting patterns. Like, she has an app that she's running, so it's not usually accessible. But actually, mm. while I was on the vacation, she had it with her, and I was like, yeah, I'm not in the mood to dig out the Switch out of the suitcase. I'll just pick up, start back up on where I was in Fantasian, and oh, it got its claws right back into me. I was having a ton of fun. Uh, I think that Fantasian is legitimately one of the best turn-based RPGs that has come out in a long, long time. And I really hope that it comes to consoles so more people can play it. But, yeah, made my way through that. It was a bit of a tease, actually. Sort of spoilers, I guess, for Fantasian. But, and maybe I should have expected this because it's a, a mobile app, but it's not the complete story. It ends as kind of like a part one on a bit of a cliffhanger. Part two is coming out, I read, later this year, and it's going to be just like a big update to the existing game so you won't have to buy part two or anything but now i'm like oh i'm right in the meat of it i'm ready to go i want more fantasian and i'm and, and i'm just uh on pins and needles looking out for when that uh 
when that part two is going to drop. Yeah, this one is outside of my wheelhouse, uh, especially in terms of just knowing about it. But goddamn, is it beautiful. I love that tilt shift, man. I'm a sucker for the tilt shift. And oh, that it, just looks so pretty. I, it, would, yeah. it almost makes me want to get Apple Arcade, but I never will because I don't have an Apple Think. I should I should mention that. That's one of the, the standout features of this game is they all of the towns, all the environments, everything they built small scale models out of actual materials and then photographed those from different angles and so it's got like a fixed camera that will hop around to different angles of these places but your character is just like digitized running around inside these actual models and they look incredible um so you couple that with the the like outstanding soundtrack by oamatsu it's got a really good uh like very solid uh, combat system it's just it does everything you want an rpg to do it's so so good yeah man i mean i i beckon anyone listening to this please just google fantasian look up a screenshot i it's really really incredible yeah. i uh when i was a kid i would go to like these art shows that we you know we like there's this festival that we had in our town and people would bring in all their art stuff and there was always some dioramas that people would make like really yeah. small houses and buildings and they would use like moss for grass and stuff and i was always really wanted to do that i don't have the patience time or skill for that but this is really scratching that itch where it's like i just like tiny things that's why i like games where you know they yeah a lot of the nintendo stuff that makes things look plasticky and like tactile Yep. And it, it, that that does something to me like my sensory I don't know <laughs> my sensory boner goes into overload and um yeah so anyway I can't stop staring at those screenshots they're incredible. So yeah, good choice. Thanks for bringing it to the show just to open my eyes to it. That's cool. Yeah. It great one. I hope I like I said I hope it comes to consoles. It would be a good fit on Switch, I think. Um, for sure. But the yeah. last one I played, knocking out yet another system for our challenge is I beat Shadow of the Beast on PC Engine. I don't know if you... Have you played any Shadow of the Beast games on Genesis or, or any console? I have not. The series is, was a bit of a blind spot for me, too, other than the soundtrack. I've listened to this soundtrack so many times, specifically the TurboGrafx PC Engine version, because it's like uh, like full CD-quality audio. It's not using the Genesis sound chip or anything. Uh, some of the music in, in that version of the game is just like t- top tier game music. But I was like, I was in the mood to listen to some good tunes and play something that would be very story light on stream. And so I, I busted out the, the PC engine duo and popped this one in. Cause I have the, the Japanese version, not the TurboGrafx CD version. And, uh, yeah, slowly learned the pattern, slowly made my way through sadly because I was, starting to come down with the uh the the illness you can hear in my voice now Mm -hmm, i cut mm -hmm. the stream a little bit early but i kept plugging away off stream and i did manage to beat it a couple attempts after the stream ended so i didn't get to capture the w live but Mm. um yeah it's you know just one of those platformers where once you learn where to go where the enemies are going to spawn you can sort of uh get through it in 15 20 minutes it's just the difficulty is all in learning the patterns sounds like a game i need to get my hands on but the fact that you said that it is on the pc engine now you're saying pc engine and not turbo graphics are you saying that for a reason is this a a region locked uh well it's it came out in north america on the turbo graphics cd but um it's also on the pc engine cd super cd rom so 
uh, which is just yeah, the Japanese version of the game that is like half the price. So gotcha. that's the one that I have. I think I picked it up at a convention a while back uh, because I love the soundtrack so much. So Good to know. Well, I do like a good throwback platformer, so good to know. Okay, so my last one here was Resident Evil 3, the new one, the remake, the the redoodle there. It came out uh, slightly pre-COVID, I believe, and I played this with my boy Briz. We play all the scary spooker dookers together because we get scared like to hold each other, and, and most more than anything, uh, it gives me an opportunity to eat snacks while he plays. <laughs> uh, this, that was a thing of this course. time. I, yeah, because yesterday when I went over there, it was his birthday, and uh, of course he'd, eat, he'd eaten all day because it was his birthday, but I still brought some snacks over as an excuse for me to eat some, being like, all right, it's Brian's birthday, I'll bring some snacks over. And he's like, ugh, he's not going to eat anything because he's full. So I just ate like an entire bag of chips by myself while well, when during when, uh, periods of time when he played this. But anyway, that's completely beside the point, although I did eat like a pound of barbecue chips during this playthrough. But uh, Resident Evil 3, really short, much shorter than I think 2 was, uh, that remake. I think we had it done in two sessions. Um, took us in total maybe six and a half hours, even though the game itself said it took nine and a half hours, which is, uh, I don't know where we lost three hours there. I don't remember a period of time where we like paused it and then just did a tango for three hours or watched a whole Lord of the Rings movie. I don't recall any of that ever happening, but uh, apparently it did. But no, a good, good time. Good fun time, good graphics, harkens back to the original story really well, and puts a nice coat of paint over it, and uh, yeah, I liked it for the most part. I still think I like two more, though. I think I like two a little bit better. Very nice. I, I This is one, I haven't played uh, the, the remake of three. I did play the remake of two and thought it was pretty good, but um, I'll get yeah. around to this one eventually. It's... It's a real good one to just have in your back pocket come scary season, come October time. Yeah, and like I said, it's super duper short. Looks looks really good. I think they, they tweaked the story a little bit and probably made it better. I, don't, I can't remember. Even though I did do a Tales of the Lesser Medium on the third one, the original story, you know, I remember it being uh, having some giant gaps in the narrative that, of course, Caleb and I filled in. So I think they did a good job of... of Twisting it, tw- twisting enough knobs to make it a little bit more impactful here, but pretty good time overall. I, you know, I think if you like, if you're liking these Resident Evils that have been coming out over the last bit, the two remakes, seven, eight. I mean, you'll like three and vice versa. I think they've Capcom's just been freaking killing it for the Resident Evil franchise, so no reason not to play it. Heck yeah! Well, solid, solid beat and a solid trav too. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. All right, well, that's the games that we have a beaten. And by the way, I I think Briz and I are going to jump into Resident Evil 8 next, which will be fun. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, Okay, so uh, now we're going to jump into the beat tweets. Tell us what happened here, Steve, because we had something, you know, we got down. I sent out the beat tweet, or the beat sheet, rather. (laughs) And then you said, whoa, 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 we got an update. So what has happened here? Yeah, so... uh... We had, uh, well, actually, we've got a couple of updates for you. One, we had a bit of a tie that was broken in the last minute. So kudos to our our runner-up, who just barely edged out and knocked Caleb J. Ross off of the list. So Caleb has gotten enough lip service in this episode. He's out here winning prizes. He doesn't need to be tied for runner-up Polykiller, and he's not anymore. But also, we have, have, uh, I'm putting out a call to the people, basically. So we had a couple instances where there were some tweets 
that were masterfully crafted. I mean, I'm talking screenshots that Polykill added exactly right. You, you picked the right account and everything. The hashtag, beautiful. The hashtag just beat it. No spelling errors, nothing. But for some reason, Twitter and in their infinite wisdom is trying to hide it from us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we did some we did some advanced searching. We got on the horn with some people. We 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 installed apps that that search them for us. But there's just a couple of these puppies that just they just don't want to be seen. Uh, and so we did some manual searching. We grabbed a couple. But uh, I would say for anyone out there, if you check the beat sheet and you don't see your beat tweet showing up there, please let us know at polykill at blinkoom. Uh, give us a heads up that you didn't get added into that sheet. Uh, we may actually, I may actually reach out to you and have you do a little bit of troubleshooting with me on it. But we want to make sure that people are getting credit for their beats. And uh, if there's anyone out there who's not getting credit, we want you to let us know. Yeah, and it's particularly scary when we do a giveaway like that. You want to make sure that everybody has representation. So, uh, and I know I I dropped the ball on tweeting a beat sheet a couple of weeks ago, and they don't uh, last forever, so it got saved over. So it did. I I had pasted it and never hit send on that tweet. I thought I did. So one was lost in the ether. But please, uh, from now on, I'll make that a priority to get that out. So check that beat sheet and be like, hey man, my game's not in here. You know, even if it doesn't matter that much to you, we want to know when it's not doing right. We want to be sure that we catch all those because uh, it's kind of annoying when you base a whole big part of your show on this and then uh, it falls flat. So please let us know if you catch something amiss. And it matters to us. We want to make sure that you're getting credit for those beats. Why are we beating games if not to get a little bit of an attaboy mm-hmm. from some strangers on the internet? All right? That's right. Yeah. 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 All right. So we got a runner-up here that's going to be Sir Flynn. He finished. Manita. Super Mario Galaxy. Siji, a fart for Melusina. I'm going to say that one again. That's Siggy. And there's a hyphen after that. And then it's called a, a fart. A fart for <laughs> Melusina. That's a video game, I guess. And then also he finished Team Sonic Racing, which is also a fart. So there you go. <laughs> I like Team Sonic Racing. It was ah, fun. Just had a joke. I needed to do. But yeah, no, that's cool, Sir Flynn. I, now I've got to be Googling this here fart game there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll Google you know, the fart game. And you take it from here. Sure. Yeah. Funny enough, I it the the game name wasn't listed in this beat tweet. No, no fault of yours, Surfland one. But uh, for the context of this story, the game name wasn't listed. But he did have a screenshot that had the name of the game on it, uh-huh. and it was in like big obvious letters. It said Siggy, and I'd heard of the game before, oh, so I was Siggy. like, okay, okay. A game called Siggy. Siggy. Um, okay. And it was right as I was moving on from that one. I saw the little subtitle there in the screenshot that said, A Fart for Melusina. And I thought to myself, Trav is going to be upset if I don't put the fart into the game name here. He's going to want to linger on that fart. Trav ah. sees a fart and he he circles that drain Come puppy. On. He, he Come wants on. to be in and around it. I mean, you know, I won't say that I'm the most lowbrow person around, but... Uh, <laughs> If you just put Siggy and you had failed to just add the uh, fart for Melusina because because you're like oh oh I can't I can't give Trav all his his you know redneck Appalachian humor opportunity um, <laughs> you'd have made a huge mistake now I didn't even take it the whole the whole length of the of the I'm just I'm honestly just dumbfounded that there is a game called 
<laughs> it sounds too poetic to have the word fart in it. You could almost just... You could almost squeak that sentence out and no one would notice the fart. You could be like, Siggy, you know, a fart from Melusina. And be like, yeah, 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 I think I've played that. Not even catching. It's just so buried in amidst a, a strange title. So I'm just blown away. What does the fart, What? how does it come into it? It's called, uh, let's see here. It says, uh, you take down hordes of goofy enemies and crazy bosses, earn riches, find long lost holy artifacts, and make your way up to the top of Mount Stinkup. <laughs> so. Again, that description gave no indication that it was going to to end in in a whimper like that. I know, and oh, evidently, uh, somebody named S- uh, Sass Crotch did the did the chip tune soundtrack there. <laughs> so, uh, all right, the all right. the uh, the Siggy Afart from Melusina iceberg runs deep. Man, I'm okay. All right. As we do, we come to the part of the show where we ask you, who's the poly killer? Who did? Who, who is it? Who who killed the most polys? And then what it? do you say back to me? What do you say? Uh, cor- corpse, f- corpse flood gaming. Yeah, it's corpse flood gaming. Ah, okay, good. He he did quite well. He made his way through Uncharted Two Among Thieves, Uncharted Three Drake's Deception, Bladed Fury, The Red Star, Contra Shattered Soldier, Neo Contra. Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Splatterhouse, and Bonk's Revenge. My, now, oh my. Did, you, did you even taste those Uncharted games as you were eating them? <laughs> to, it's only been two weeks since we last recorded an episode. So Seriously, I, man. got to let them puppies simmer for a minute, but what are you, you know, good job on working your way through uh, basically the bulk of that franchise. And, uh, yeah, GG's to Corpse Flood. As always, out there uh, cor- flooding, flooding it with corpses of video game titles. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into some of these here beat tweets. Let's see what the folks are actually saying to us. Now, we got Marshall Sir Flynn, the runner-up there, who uh, beat that fart game. Uh, he says, Man Eater on the PS5 is just pure fun. I love all the different abilities. The sound design was great. Levels were beautiful and fun to explore. The story is hilarious. And the pop culture references were amazing. I had to platinum this one. Great job to Tripwire INT. Interactive, the, I'm guessing. Inter- maybe interactive. That's the folks who made the game, I suppose. So very good. I still want to play Man Eater. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> Uh, next up here, we have one from Corpse Flood Gaming. Uh, I feel like I'm saying his full name when I say Corpse Flood Gaming instead of just I feel just like he's in Flood. trouble when you say it, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like calling you Travis instead of Trav. It's like Ugh. it's only if I'm scolding you. So, yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. Obviously, oh, plenty uncle? to pick from with, from Corpse Flood here, but I chose this one because I feel like I the way it reads is like he's insulting us. So, obviously, that's the one I'm going to pick. Ah, so he says, Contra Shattered Soldier. A classic Contra game with a 3D treatment, and it works perfectly. I absolutely loved this game. It takes as much memorization as the older games, but with a bit of practice, it's definitely beatable. Definitely play it loser at Polykill. Is he calling uh, us a loser? Man, probably, and we deserve it, I'll be honest. But man, okay. That, that felt like a direct attack. <laughs> I haven't played any Contras that were made after, like, 1995, I don't know, 5, maybe. I did play Contra 4 on the D- DS, but uh, I haven't played any outside of the big... I'm, I'm interested in this, I guess is my point. Yeah, 2002 this came out. Yeah, I, I should play that. It's fun. It's very difficult, though. So, you know, know what you're I getting mean, into. Yeah, I mean, it's a Contra, so what are you going to do? 
Yeah. All right. Up next here we have Rusty Lewis. Was it? Is it Grease? Grease? How do you say that there? I say Grease. Grease. All right. Yeah. Uh, G R I S. Grease takes you on someone's difficult journey through grief and does so in a beautifully respectful way, seamlessly blending puzzles into its stunningly crafted world. Its soundtrack masterfully complements an experience I won't soon forget. Loved it. What an eloquently written tweet about a game that sounds very eloquently put together. So there you go. Good job, Rusty. I've heard a lot about this yeah. one. but Excellent game. Beautiful and um, t- tons of fun. Highly recommend Grease to everyone out there. Please, people, check it out. Next up here, we've got a friendly face, friend of the show, The Disposed Hero, who beats Skyblazer. A bit more frustrating than I remember, but I still really enjoyed revisiting this one. Some really interesting mechanics and level design here. Maybe not quite as good as I once thought, but still very much worth playing. Love to see it. I also, it's not clear from the tweet if this is a rebeat or a revisit. But in the spirit of our discussion here later, I'm going to choose to believe that this was a revisit to finally knock it off the backlog. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. Well, good job there, Disposed Hero. Up next, we have, I think that is Weedo Belochkin. Belochkin? Belochkin. Ah, Weedo. I'm close, right? He says, uh, credits on part-time UFO. It's one of those games which make you happy. It almost has a too-happy vibe. With a title song, which is a total earworm. Modern sprite graphics are beautiful, in my honest opinion. Totally a hidden gem from HAL Nintendo. 27th game this year! Alright, good job there, Weedo. Uh, cute little kitty cat there in the background, which is always a nice way to get the, the old screenshot and catch Blink's eye over here when it comes to the beat tweets. And, uh, yeah, I've not heard of Part-Time UFO, have you? Uh, I've only heard the name. This definitely moved it up on my to-do list, though. Alright, good job. So... Good, Good stuff, everybody. and yeah. Uh, yeah, adorable kitty. Looks very comfortable. Next up, we have Retro Mojo, who says, It's been a while between beats. I'm surprised my hands still work. Hmm. Super Mario Land 2 was a lot of fun despite its quirkiness. Now on to the Cartridge Club game of the month, Super Mario Galaxy. We did have a lot of Mario Galaxy tweets out here, so good job to everyone who's rocking that Cartridge Club game, because... Uh, Mario Galaxy was a, a fan favorite, alongside again the Uncharted games, which are having a weird resurgence in the in the Poly Kill fam. But <laughs> it really is. Uh, I was I was wondering who's playing that for a game of the month, but I guess nobody. Everybody's just doing it on their own. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, mm-hmm. good job, Retro Mojo. Mario Land Two Six Golden Coins is a very good game. Yeah, it's a classic look. I love the look of that one. It's really good. Uh, up next, we have uh, Dead to- New Dead Tomb Owner Caleb J Ross. He says, "Hey, Poly Kill, I just beat what the golf." Maybe the most amusing game I've ever played. It constantly delights, pulls in so many fun gaming references, probably he meant. And best of all, it never stops making fun of golf. And which is incredible because golf's a nearly perfect sport. You just walk around in khakis and swat at things on the ground. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, mini golf's better, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is better. Yeah, it's, it's all the best parts of golf, but with fun. It's half video game, half golf. But good job, Caleb. I love What the Golf. Amazing game. Next up here, we've got Dylan Charles. At D, at D, I always want to say DC Charles, but it's just D Charles, which it's, makes sense. It's Dilch. It's Dilch. I say DC Harles. <laughs> Next up from old Dilchy Harles, we've got to just beat it. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Recency bias be damned. 
this is definitely going into my top 10 favorite games, maybe top five. It's the first Castlevania game I've beaten, and with the exception of the gear puzzle, I had fun the entire time. Man, way to one, way to beat a classic. Two, what a bold statement. Maybe other people don't treat it with such reverence, but it would be if I was cracking in a new game into my top five favorites of all time, which I don't mm-hmm. even know. Uh, I'll eventually figure it out, but I don't even know what they are. But I know that if I was declaring a game to be one of them, it'd be like a we'd have to release like a special episode of Polykill just to talk about it because it would be such a big deal. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, man, imagine kicking off your Castlevania beat resume with with Symphony of the Night. I feel like now, where do you go from here, man? Uh, but yeah, Simon's that's quest. fantastic. You know what I'm I'm hooked on is that uh, in this here tweet, uh, he, he has a brand of TV TV called a Kobe. Uh, C-O-B-Y. I've never heard of that. Never heard of a Kobe television. It's new to me. All right. Well, good job there, Dylan, though. I know you like that game. I love that game. I'm glad you liked it, too. Up next, we got Tapspot123. He says, my first Oculus Quest 2 just beat it. Bait! I'm not into fishing games, and this one has the gameplay depth of a Mario Party minigame. A test of patience, not skill. But it has a chill vibe, fun graphics, and a clever sense of humor so it made for a tranquil time in VR. You know what? Nothing relaxes you more than a good fishing game, I think. So good choice there. I can imagine VR fishing being interesting, to say the least. I'd probably spill beer all over my headset, because I don't know what else you do while you fish besides drink beer. I don't know. Maybe they have VR beer now. I don't know. I don't know. But that sounds fun. Yeah, it really does. And good pick. And, of course, always love to see a... uh a, sl- a less represented console or system make its way into the beat tweets. Love to see Not, an Oculus yeah. Quest game in there. Absolutely. All right. Where's that ass at? It needs to get in that hot seat. Uh, that's my ice cold ass hitting into the hot seat. Put it in there. Make it sizzle. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's right, bunny. All right. Who is messier? You or your significant other? Um, it hurt. She is. <laughs> it's a hundred percent her. No, um, she, she's definitely messier because she just is. She's just lazier. Like, oh my she, god, she's going. She's going to hear this. She knows. <laughs> she knows it's true. She's uh, like, I'll watch her, like you know, go to toss the empty carton of uh half and half into the recycling and it misses and then she's just like eh, that's so that's too far away yeah but, uh she's well she's like you get the rebound you know if you, if you are you on the team get that scoop and score you know <laughs> yeah exactly but to her credit i will say i'm not no messy um n- not at all I'm, I'm still a little messy but uh she's a way better cleaner than i am because she when she cleans she goes hard at the cleaning and she'll spend three hours like deep scrubbing everything getting it looking spick and span because she wants it to be pristine so she can ruin it again (laughs) but uh when i clean i do i do the basic job right you know i get all the i get all the dirt off of everything i wipe the dust that i can get with my hand i put everything on the desk at 90 degree angles so it looks cleaner and then Mm. i move on but but she goes the extra mile, so gotcha. uh, okay. she's better. She's better on the back end. That's an interesting thing to say about your significant other. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, have you ever screwed something up, but no one ever found out it was you? 
Oh, no one ever found out it was me. No. Uh, I mean, maybe technically that's happened, but I I self-report. I don't like holding on to, like, the guilt of something, so I just <laughs> I just come in and let them know. Like, for example, I I backed into my dad's car, like, a decade ago, and he worked nights, so he was just waking up, and I, like, immediately went into his bedroom. I was like, I scratched your car because I backed up into it going to Taco Bell. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't hold it in for more than 30 minutes, so... Okay, you're just a, yeah. what a what a little what a little Christian man you are. That's well, that's very kind of you. That's a good <laughs> good trait. That's a good trait. Uh, I I you know I don't know if I have any examples of my own, but I do remember one time I was in a grocery store and I dropped a thing of pickles and it shattered, and then I just left that entire area and never went back. <laughs> I was like, that's somebody else's problem. No one will ever know it was me. And I'm Here, out. I'll, I'll give you another example. Uh, we were eating pizza rolls one time, and I was. I wanted one of uh, Leah's pizza rolls. So that looks like a delicious pizza roll. Mm-hmm. But I knew she's very particular about the food. She's not going to give me a pizza roll if I ask for it. So she turned her she turned her back. I just stole a pizza roll. Oh I ate my god! One. What a thief! And then when we were done with the meal, then I told her I was like, "Hey, I stole one of your pizza rolls." And she was like, "Well, I didn't know it at the time, and I felt like I was getting all the pizza rolls I was due. So <laughs> you know what? Fair game, buddy. That, that one's yours." My goodness, you 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 stole it like like a dog begging for something. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I can go in on the pizza rolls, buddy. Look at you. All right. You guys have a really good relationship. Uh, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? What's one thing that stuck with you? You're like, wow, that was a fact that entered me. Still in there. The 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 smell that you associate with rain, that rain smell. Oh, yeah. Do you know where that comes from? I don't know. There is oil that builds up in the roots of the roots. trees and stuff yeah. during dry periods to basically like protect the roots from drying out too quickly. Roots. And when it rains, all that oil gets pushed out and rises to the surface. So when mm. you smell rain, you really smell an old tree and grass oil. Huh. Imagine that. I always thought that it was the smell of worms, but nope, it's the smell of vegetation oil. Interesting. Well, that is a fun fact. Thank you for sharing it. And now I will think about that every time it rains. Very good. Yeah. What website do you visit most often? Uh, backloggery.com, mm. 100%. It's my homepage. It's like my default. Even though there's like nothing, it's not like a social media site that where there's always things popping off. Like every now and again, I get into a conversation with someone. Right. But it's just like I start my journey on the internet on backloggery usually my rotation goes check up on backloggery make sure all my my now playings are good then pop on to ebay to do some just casual searching and twitter to waste my life i would say that uh mine is probably how long to beat so we are very alike and <laughs> that we both check our online achievement trackers for our gaming life uh is that dumb i don't know I don't know. We'll no, see. It's when we uh, when we're on our deathbed and we look back and we say, would it have been better to do something else than waste all of our maybe maybe go and and do a Rosetta Stone and learn Chinese or something? You know, maybe that would have been a better <laughs> use of time. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be like, uh, no, I think just being constantly aware of what I'm playing was better. So yep. take that. 
So, Couldn't agree more. So you had this vacation into this cabin, all this remote cabin in the woods. There was nobody around. It was <laughs> scary. Oh, where are all the people? You saw so many bears. Uh, what was the best food you had on that uh, time away there? Cheat you think out of the ordinary, Ooh. maybe, or was it just you know your, your your regular Taco Bell four times a day? No, I'd say the best thing we had was just some. I mean, nothing too fancy, but just some some burgers cooked over a campfire pit. Mm-hmm. Had the mm-hmm. the fire ring through the metal grate over it, through the burger patties on, let them get nice and burnt. I like I like a good burnt hot dog or a good burnt burger, and uh, I'd say that was probably the most delicious thing I had. That sounds like a good time. Glad you had fun. Okay. Well, that does it for the hot seat, buddy. So I'm not going to cook your buns as as much as you cook a hot dog wiener. I promise you that. So (laughs) pop on off of there and, you know, rub rub it down if it's stinging a little bit. That should go away shortly. Mm, I'll just sneeze all that smoke away. That's disgusting. All right. So for our discussion, we were going to talk about games, five games, our top five games that we haven't finished yet. Uh, Maybe we feel some shame about that, but we do plan to go back. It wasn't that we didn't finish them because we're done with them forever. Who knows why? Well, maybe we'll cover, we'll get into a little bit about why we we stepped away, but uh, some games that you've just left unbeaten so long and you need to get back in there. Yeah. Yeah, why don't why don't you start us? I feel like I don't know about you. Mine go back pretty far, pretty far. Pretty so far? I hit me with your number five because I'm curious to know what what timeline we're talking about for you. Yeah, well, my list is a little bit strange, and then I couldn't really recall when some of them were. So there's a kind of a fuzzy timeline. Honestly, m- most of them are kind of within the last like five six years you kind of had a little bit of a gaming renaissance in your life though around that time right so that checks out yeah and that's when i took on playing a lot of like the the more involved rpgs and stuff like that which is most of what this list is so going back in time uh, and again i'm thinking of the ones that give me the most shame there's probably others that would be less interesting to talk about that maybe i'd, I'd go back to but these are ones that i'm like oh I really need to do it. So my number five is actually pretty recent. That's going to be a Pokemon Leaf Green. Because uh, we're, we're standing, we're out a month from the last time I turned it on. I made it all the way to the final boss. And I felt a bit stung. Because it took me uh, hours to, to get through there and learn it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with that again. So I'm still taking my, my I'm burnt break from it. I do plan to go back. That's, you know, I, I enjoyed the game. I just got a little bit butt hurt there at the ends but uh but yeah that that's pretty recent right so mine don't go back yeah terribly far they're going to go back further as we go but yeah that would be my number five right there leaf green that's right 30 days roughly all right oh that's not bad at all no so my my most recent one is from 2009 dear god and it's uh it's probably around 2009 like you said some of these are a little bit fuzzy because I know like roughly the period of my life that I played them, but I don't have exact dates on like when the last time I updated it on Backloggery was or something. That timestamp's not available. Yeah. But uh, my first one here is Grandia on PS1. Oh. So growing up in the mid-2000s, I actually played Grandia 2 first, and I loved uh, Grandia 2. Excellent game. And so it was, you know, in those late 2000s, 
But as I was starting to like go back and collect up some of these RPGs that I wanted, didn't have on the PlayStation One yet, I popped in. Or I, I popped on a copy of Grandia, put it in, played about four or five hours of it. Really liked what I played, but at the time I was like, "This game seems like it's going to be amazing," and I don't feel like I have the time for an RPG right now. So I'm gonna tuck her aside for just a little bit. I'm gonna come back next time I'm in the mood for an RPG. I'm gonna come right back to Grandia and enjoy some of that, and then. Uh, you know, 12 years and many, many RPGs have gone by and I have never returned to it oh, for man. no reason. I even, I since went and I played and beat Grandia Extreme, a game that has the rare distinction of being one that I do not like. <laughs> and for some reason I played that all the way through, but uh, didn't go back to this game that I really loved. So wow. about 12 years of guilt lingering over me, I do need to beat the original Grandia. I agree with that, man. That, well, that's been a long time. I should throw out, though, that um, I've had some of these long gaps in my gaming history, but I've, I've rectified it. So I had... Uh, uh, Dark Cloud 2 was one that I had set there for a while and I even talked about that. You know, I had played it when it first came out and played a ton of it and my save, I got saved over, lost everything and was just too burned to go back and I had to replay through it. So it was a circumstance a little bit out of my control but it did take me like uh, years, 17 years maybe or 20 years or something like that to go back to it. So that was a big gap. And then another one which feeds into my number four that that happened to was Parasite Eve. I played the first Parasite mm. Eve uh, probably when I was in high school. It's not a very long game. I remember just I got stuck uh, like right at near the very end. And then uh, I guess maybe it was 2016, 2017. Uh, Jake actually was staying at my house and got snowed in. So we just played video games basically for three nights at my house. And uh, I got curious because we got to talking about something. And uh, I was like, I wonder if that save is still on my memory card. And I dug, and I have, t I've, you know, over time since I was in high school, I've had different PlayStations. I've picked up PlayStations. I've picked up new memory cards. I didn't even know which one I had when I was a kid because I had a little pile of them. Went through all of them, found that save, and finished the game. Huh. So I, I picked it back up. That was wow. almost 20 years later. So I've had this happen, uh, but I've, I've managed to remedy it. But my number four is actually going to be Parasite Eve 2. And I, I don't, again, I think this is maybe a 20... 2016 2017 uh time frame here i i think i'm four-fifths of the way through and i got enough part which, that just was too tough i couldn't get through it and i've been thinking i think about it all the time i think maybe i should go back and see if i can polish that one off Try, i've put the game in and been like you know what now i'll play something else like i've got i've almost done it so one day i will <laughs> i'm glad that you have done this in the past i've done it before too where for a long time my go-to example of this was uh Legend of Dragoon. I played it around when it came out, and I had a save sitting on a memory card that was 24 hours into the game. And I always, I'd always think about it because I'd always be like, man, I played one full day, 24 hours of my life in Legend of Dragoon, and then I just let it sit there, mm. just did nothing with it. And finally, like 15 years later, I went back resurrected that and 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 finished her off so it's a good feeling right on this is hopefully going to motivate us to do some of that oh, yeah. uh, like you have a lot of rpgs but this next one is not an rpg it is einhander on the ps1 i don't remember when i got einhander it was pretty early uh i mean in, in like my collecting ish time 
Um, in fact, it was before I was collecting like really intently. I got this one like while you could still pick it off the shelf at a GameStop. It was probably somewhere around 2006 or so that I was playing it. Really loved it. Uh, but I've just never been that good at side-scrolling shooters. I've never made my way all the way through it. I've just Usually I just play the first couple levels, die, and then I listen to the soundtrack on YouTube and I kind of get everything I need to out of it. <laughs> but uh, I've always wanted to go back and beat this one in particular because it, it really was one of the first side-scrolling shooters that I played. This and Ikaruga and a couple others kind of introduced me to the to the genre overall and it's such a great game just like a real knock out of the park from square back back then so uh, i would like to at some point get good enough to beat it that's right that's a game that i always see in game stores and hear about and stuff but i've never put any time into it so maybe one day i will if it's beatable i i just assume a lot of those shoot 'em ups like ikaruga for example is just impossible and they're just cruel jokes played on gamers <laughs> I, I think you're basically right i could have put ikaruga on this list i want to say einhander was a little bit before it so uh einhander is representative of my very old shoot 'em ups that i've never been good enough to beat all right my next one here this comes around the same time as parasite eve 2 which would be fatal frame uh briz and i played that when we made it to again right there at the very end and all that's true for pretty much all of these that i'm talking about i made it it's not just i played a little bit like, I got to the end and got stuck or something happened and I quit. Fatal Frame, we got to a point in the game where we just kept getting our ass kicked. And it was a long low time. It took a while to get to the spot where we kept getting our ass kicked. And so it wasn't very convenient to practice or try to get better at it. It just became really frustrating. And then we learned since then that there might have been something that we weren't doing that we could have done to make it easier. And so we've talked about, like, maybe we fire up that save again and see if we can pull it off. And so we, there's been some talks of reigniting fi- Fatal Frame because we do want to play through that series. And so maybe one day we will, but uh, that's one that has sat with us just right there in the final act, about to finish, and just couldn't do it. Just could not do it. It's a good one, too. I look forward to you doing it and then uh, playing through more of that series. I can't wait. Fun. My number three is a bit of a sad story. This is around 2007. Uh, it's Pikmin for the GameCube. So I didn't play it right when it popped out. Uh, right when it was a young bud, you know? Hmm. I, let it, I let it bloom a little. Sure. Five or so years. But uh, it was around 2007. And I remember vividly when this happened. I went to New York with a friend of mine his dad was out there for business and we just like drove out there and stayed with him as an excuse to be in new york city i brought my gamecube because i knew i'd want to do stuff back uh, when we were just sitting around in the hotel room in between when we were in the city and i was playing pikmin on the gamecube i got to day 15 i think it's 30 days to beat the game and it's one of the only times in my life that my save data corrupted like i saved Turn it off. The next time I went to boot it back up, the data was corrupted. Oh, it was gone. God. And I was so disheartened that I've never gone back, never played it again. I want to. I, I had fun when I played it, and I'd like to beat that someday, but it uh, I, I've always just been too too beaten down for the last 15 years or so by the corrupted data. So that one sucks, day, man. one day. That sucks. Not, ah. that's, that's what, I mean, it's out of your control. What are you going to do? But, man. Thankfully, I had Resident Evil 4 that I could play as well, so I was fine. I know in that moment, you're you're if you're like me, you saw that and you're lo- you're looking everywhere. Like maybe it's a different memory card. 
Maybe it'll work on yeah. my friend's PlayStation. But your eyes are welling up because you know deep down that it's all over for you. And you just, come on, why? Why me? <laughs> Yep. That's the worst. I, that more crying than that, but same idea. <laughs> yeah, just just loud, snotty crying. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. That's no no shame in that yep. game. Um, my number two is going to yep. be Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it goes back Ooh. to I don't know, 2015, 2014. I mean, I was I could hear Sephiroth fucking sneeze farting in the next room, man. And I there's this <laughs> demon in this hallway that kicks my ass and I keep getting ruined by what is it called the Toynbee or something like that that guy just wrecks me <laughs> and you get one save going down in the cave and I probably used it too soon and it's just ah, I'm in a bad way down there man and uh, it's haunted me <laughs> I need to get going on that but I don't know I just don't know I kind of want like somebody really skilled to pick up my save and beat that part and show me that it's possible because I think I might have saved myself in a really bad way down there. And I I guess I could go back because I think my trepidation at some point was because I had a couple saves. So I could go really far back, like maybe an hour or two before and do some course correction. But I just didn't feel like doing that at the time. But now it's been so long, like now I feel like I could do that. Maybe take that that earlier save and and really see if I can right the ship. But I was really hooked on like, I'm right here. Let me just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little burned there, but we'll get back into it. I really enjoyed that game, so I, I really want to finish it off. Wow. Uh, you weren't kidding. that You you get right up to the end, and then you just you just fall off. I, I don't know that I could do that. It would... It would it would annoy me that I was struggling at the at the very tail end, but I I don't know that I could put a game down that I was that close to finishing. I mean, it's not for lack of trying. It wasn't like, well, this is hard. Let me just put it down. It was just like I've tr- I tried for four days and I nothing is. <laughs> I'm just done with it for now, and I say I'll come back to it. But then as time goes on, I just forget about it more and more until eventually it gets talked about on this podcast, and I'm buried in shame and guilt. Wow. Dang. Well, I hope you sit with that for a while, and then you use that as motivation to to do better. This has been a hard conversation to have, Steve. I'm, this is very emotional. I feel like a failure. <laughs> I, I understand. You, you're you kind of being one right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, all right. My number two. Uh, I think I've mentioned this uh, on a podcast before, because a lot of my handheld gaming memories are tied to this. My My family took a lot of over-the-road vacations uh, in, like, the... from, like, 2000 or so to, like, 2004, 2005. Um, So I would have been in middle and high school. And my dad is... was in over-the-road trucker by trade, so he's very comfortable just driving all across the country. So we would do road trips from Minnesota over to the East Coast, down the East Coast to Florida over to texas and back up in in like two weeks two and a half weeks and i would always get game boy games game boy advance was big at the time as a way to keep me entertained in the back seat and i got during one of these trips i don't actually remember which one it's either breath of fire or breath of fire 2 on game boy advance i have them both i think it's breath of fire 2 though and i played 20 25 hours of it got deep in the game and i just I just, I, I left. I just, the trip was done. I stopped playing it and I never went back. In fact, for this podcast, I went, I pulled the card out. I booted it up. The save's still there. I'm just standing in some random town. I've like level 20 something, but I, it's been so long now 
that I have no context for what I was doing, where I was going, mm-hmm. I feel like I'll have to restart the whole game. You probably will, yeah. Plus, I don't remember a single thing that happened in that game. Not a lick of it. So, oh, the music was good, though, and I booted it back up. So, yeah. Sadly, uh, 17 years now, 18 years, this cart has sat there. That saves just... That that save battery is doing everything it can, everything it can, not to die. It's just desperately trying to keep any juice for me, saying I'll be here for you when you need me, buddy. And I'm I'm just 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 not looking. I'm just not there for it. Are you going to betray that little save and start anew if you do go back? Uh, I, I think so. I think I would start anew. I don't know. That's tricky. There is something very awesome about picking up an ancient save like I did with Parasite Eve and wrapping it up. I mean, you don't get, you know, you've, you miss out on, like, what was the context. I mean, you can read all of that, you know, you can read up on all of that. Get, get, you probably get a richer story experience reading up on it anyway. Um, True. So, yeah, I, I would say try the save at first. See, what, see if you can just jump in the middle of it and know what the hell's going on. And then, uh, you know... Don't get your heart, uh, hopes too high on that. Kind of be ready to need to restart. But I think it would be really cool if you pulled it off. It, yeah. I I think I will give it a shot. I agree with what you said. I've, I've done it a couple of times. And it's a really nice feeling when you do figure out where you're going and what what you need to do. And you see the progression start happening. It's like it's like you feel the wheels click into the rails finally and you start moving yeah. forward. So. And yeah, so you're, maybe, you're making past you. You're making past you proud. I feel like that's and that's not a real thing. But there is something about like you. At least I didn't lose out on this time. I didn't have to redo all of this. You know, past me would have been like, thank God I came back and wrapped this up. Good, good yeah. job. That's Way what to I give intended. Me closure. Heck yeah, man. So yeah, try it. Try, try it out. Try it out. All right. All right. My number one here is uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Ooh, it's a big boy. He's bringing in a big boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know when this, uh, what date to put on this one. I guess maybe the, I mean, I didn't play it as soon as it came out, but, you know, somewhere in the late 90s to to recently, I've started this game no less than 10 times, and for some reason I just cannot stick with it. I don't think it's any fault of the games. I do seem to enjoy it when I'm playing it. Uh, but at some point, I just lose interest, and I've lost interest at different parts of the game all throughout, so I don't know... <laughs> I don't know what is going on with me in that game. I really want to love it. I really, I remember when the, I, it was coming out, I could not get enough coverage of this game. I would just go into my, when my parents went grocery shopping, I would head over to the magazine section and just scour all the magazines for any mention of this game. And when it came out, I was so jealous of all my friends that had it because I didn't have it in 64 at the time. And then when I finally got it, I, I think I just moved on or something. I just could not pay attention to it. I couldn't stick with it. I don't know what it is. Uh, but one day I will, I will get this feather in my cap. I will do it. Dang, dang, dang. Ed, has this happened to you with any other Zelda games before? Have you have you dropped off any of those? Uh, I don't know if Skyward Sword counts because I don't think I made it past an hour of that mm. one. Uh, but I, I kind of <laughs> want to play the re, the the redoodle of it to see if that sticks a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I you know not really. I've liked some more than others for sure. I wasn't a huge fan of the D, of the DS Zeldas. Yeah, but uh, I, I've liked most in the series. I'll be honest with you; it's, it's hard to disappoint me when it comes to Zelda, and I'm not disappointed. This one, I like. I enjoy this one and Majora's Mask. I've not finished that one either, but I got no real problems with it, other than I just end up losing interest somewhere along the way. 
It's a tragedy. But hey, it's a great game. And it's good to have more of it available to you. I suppose. I guess that's a way to look at it. Well, tell you what. Let me meet you guilt for guilt here. My number one. We actually already mentioned it. You did a little bit of a flex on me when you mentioned Dark Cloud 2. Oh my god, buddy. So I'm in the same boat as you, but I haven't rectified the error in my ways. When Dark Cloud 2 came out, I love Dark Cloud 1. And when 2 came out, I I got that. I don't think I bought it brand new, but I got that puppy lickety split. I was looking for Dark Cloud 2. Probably the first time a pre-owned copy that was $5 off showed up at <laughs> yeah. GameStop, I was there. And I, I played... $54.99. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and exactly. I don't know. Is that what PS2 games were? I don't even remember. Don't they might have been 50 back then. That's a good question. But yeah, I, I popped that thing in right away. I was so pumped for more Dark Cloud. I got three towns in or so. And then just one day, I just stopped playing. And like, there's a little bit of me calibrating to it. Like, it wasn't exactly like the first one. It was a little right. more involved. You had like materials for the towns and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was I was not enjoying it quite as much as the, the first. That doesn't mean that I didn't like it by any means. I I still really enjoyed the game and uh one being one of my favorite RPGs, I was like, oh, I, I can't wait to get through two, but I just I just never played it again. I just kept playing other video games. I'm still playing other video games. When I talk to you about Fantasian or Bomberman uh, on the Engage, I'm not talking to you about Dark Cloud 2. You can oof. feel the weight of the emptiness, the vacuum left by the absence of Dark Cloud 2 that I've been holding in my chest for the last 18 years. A full, grown adult's worth of time. If I, the last time, if I played Dark Cloud 2, if right then my son was born, he'd be moving out of the house today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable, buddy. Well, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I, I like the first one better for its simplicity. Uh, the second one does a lot, but I think it does it really well. And I enjoyed. I found it. I, I I probably got more out of it when I went back and played through it that second time, just because you know maybe I'm a little bit more of an experienced gamer at this point, and I picked up on a lot of those systems and I had some familiarity with it. But if you really want to dig in deep, there's a lot in there. So I don't blame you for not sinking a ton of time into it because it's quite intimidating in its scope. Yeah, and that might maybe that's what's holding you back is like ah, there's so much going on in there. <laughs> there's a lot. I did I did pop it in actually last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the that HD version on my anniversary stream. That was more just like to get some nostalgia flowing. Um, I didn't like dig back my old save or anything, but uh, that most recent sampling left a real good taste in my mouth. And then yet here I am again, just leaving it on the sidelines, disrespecting that game. <sighs> very disappointed in myself yeah well we all are steve but you know what you'll yeah. get it one day buddy you'll bounce back we always do that's yeah. what the backlog's for this is therapy we'll get to it we'll get through it all right well <laughs> we've we've pushed the clock once again i thought this would be a shorter episode because i was like we don't have an extremely long email about dinosaurs to read so maybe we'll get it get this in in, in 90 minutes but no turns out pushing the two-hour mark once again here so look at us go i guess we're just a two-hour podcast now folks i hope you enjoy it and uh yeah steve get around and beat some beat some games on this uh this list we just went down we really got to do it yeah you in particular you are at the last boss of every game you could come back 
you could realistically come back in two weeks and have beaten basically every game you mentioned. Pokemon and Fatal Frame... Eh, I would say Pokemon and Final Fantasy VII are probably the closest to the end. I could yeah. potentially. I could potentially do that. I won't because I'm scared of those games. They're intimidating. And um, I'll just get mad because they'll beat me down. But one day. One day I will do it. But all right. Until next time, uh, Steve, where, where can people find you playing games with your big snotty nose over there, you sick freak? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash blinkoom. That's O-O-M, like out of mana. Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. And uh, yeah, play play video games. Good video games. Mostly old video games, but some new video games and some bad video games. So, real eclectic. Yeah, yeah. very eclectic. Yeah, it's very, you got some stuff going on over there. Uh, and you can find me on sometimes on Wednesdays. I do the Nest Friend thing. So that's how you'll find old Trav if I'm not here. But until next time, uh, I'm a Trav Plays Games. He's at Blinkum, and we'll catch you on the flippity flip flop. <laughs> catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>